0: dive into this theme of rules for war, how to partner with heaven in times of crisis and hear God's heart and see what that uh, looks like for such a time as this. And so the Lord has entrusted us in to steward this generation like no other generation has been trusted with a a lockdown of 2020 in a pandemic like to be the light and to bring bring hope no one no other generation like has been positioned here during the midst of the ukrainian war whatever's coming next like god has entrusted us to bring a solution and to bring his kingdom and to bring hope in the midst of this time and so just know like you're not here by accident the Lord has called and commissioned you. It is time to get off the sidelines and step into the front lines. This, this, the church, the world needs us um, to be the gifts of God we're called to be. Before we dive into some practical tips, it's it's important that we tap into the power of the testimony. In Revelations 19:10, it says, The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so if you've run with me at all with school revival, or know me as a person, I love the power of the testimony. I love what God's done in history because it prophesies. We're not trying to repeat what God did in history, but we are trying to learn from that and actually go further than they've gone before. And so I have to start this session with a testimony of Reese house. So Reese Howells, um, I don't know how many of you guys have heard of him, but he was a part of the Welsh Revival, and he was just a man of faith. I believe that school, if you look at the upper right, um, he prayed and believed God for a miracle. I think he had 15 cents to his name when he bought that school, but he just knew that God was calling him to, to equip the harvest. There was revival happening. 100,000 people were saved in, in Wales in less than like six months. And he realized that's great. They're saved, but they need to be discipled. They need to be welcomed into family. So his, his, you know, offering to the Lord, his response to revival, breaking out, the harvest of souls coming was, let me, you know, create a space where I can disciple and welcome people into family so that they're not knee deep Christians, but they're actually rooted in the body of Christ, in the word of God. And he called up, basically raised up an army of intercessors. So he's there. And then World War II happens, um, and there is war, and he just feels like, wow, there's something powerful in prayer. And his, um, if you get a chance to read Reese Howe's Intercessor by Norman Grubb, epic book, there's also other resources about his life, but he felt he had a call and a mandate from the Lord to raise up an army of intercessors, and they were going to actually shift um, the, the circumstances towards heaven. And during World War II, when Hitler was invading, they would be praying. They would be laying their lives on the altar, praying and interceding for those on the front line for peace. And at one point when he was praying, the Holy Spirit spoke to him and gave him a prophetic word and said, okay, Nazi Germany is going to invade the city of Moscow and Russia. And so you guys need to pray against that. And so because he was hearing from heaven prophetically, he catalyzed his whole entire school to begin praying that that um that town that city would be protected and they actually have you know results that that city was never taken over um, by nazi germany at that time and it had to do i believe with the powerful prayers of the saints if that happened back then can't we pray i mean there's a war happening vulnerable people are just being um killed in in Ukraine right now right and even in Russia there's people that don't believe in what's happening and they're you know trapped and oppressed and so i believe like our prayers literally make a difference i believe it's acts chapter 12 you see how james was beheaded by i think it's king herod he is killed he was um you know martyred for his faith and um and after that they they began to take peter into prison and they were going to do the same thing with peter And the church in that instance decided we are going to respond in prayer and we are going to pray and get on our face and we are going to shift heaven. So that doesn't happen. And you know that the outcome with James, we don't hear about the church praying and the outcome with Peter, an angel comes, breaks off the chains, gets let out, doesn't have his dream or a vision. And he meets the church that's been praying for him. So we have radical authority in Christ to actually shift our present now. And so if you feel like you can't do anything and you're helpless, that's a lie. Um, We are all equipped, if we know Jesus, with the spirit of the living God inside of us and the authority of Christ Jesus. And we can actually make a change in such a time as this um, in what's happening in the world, in our personal battles and other things. And so I'm just going to give you guys some tips and, um, and see what the Lord wants to do in our time together. So Reese Howell's powerful testimony that we can step into. Okay, so rules for war. Um, You know, first of all, you know, this is, we have to realize what war we're actually in. And uh, I think Ephesians 6 is one of the most significant passages for this theme. Um, How many times does it say in that passage to stand, right? You know, like put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. And then it talks about, so that when the day of evil comes, doesn't say if the day of evil comes, when the day of evil comes, guys, I'm just going to be real. More persecution is coming. There is going to be an increase in opposition, and we have to be so deep-rooted in the word of God, deep-rooted in our relationship with Christ, and deep, deeply connected with the body of Christ so that in times of shaking that will increase, we will be able to stand. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, When the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after done everything to to stand, stand firm with the belt of truth. And it goes over the armor of Christ that we're called to put on. Um, In addition, we have the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith and pray with all time. So this, if you are in the midst of spiritual warfare, in the midst of a war, not knowing how to position yourself, I encourage you to memorize this passage. Pray the armor of God over you every single day. Um, you will see a difference. Pray it over your brothers and sisters that are in crazy places. Um, partner together to see the kingdom come. But this is really foundational for this theme and topic. So I really encourage you invest in meditating on this. Um, in this, in this, we are in a time of war. We are in a time where we need to be on our front foot so that we can stand. It's really important to embrace the perspective of heaven. Ephesians six twelve, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Number one, our war and battle is never against people. Okay, I know a lot of times the enemy will use people. When I talk about the enemy, I'm talking about Satan. Um, but We are never fighting against people. And that is a perspective shift that we need to understand, because if we never get that, we're always going to be fighting against ourselves or other people. When really, there is a real enemy, and we have authority over the enemy. So I don't want to give too much attention to the enemy, but I also don't want to be ignorant to his schemes and attacks, because we already have authority. We already have victory in Christ, but we do have to take our stand and partner with heaven so that we can see his kingdom come. So we can, I think it's in Jeremiah, we can uproot Um, places like roots that are evil, we can plant things that are godly, and so it is very, very important. Read the book of Daniel. Um, there's a you know, principalities and powers, the angels were sent, and they had to fight uh, a principality over Persia. Like, there is actually a spiritual war going on in our midst right now. I don't know if you guys feel the swirl, there's a global swirl. I mean, there's just so much going on. Um, Usually the swirl happens right before God's about to do something incredible. Usually it's the darkest night in the moment of the darkest um, night where the light of Christ breaks in the the most vibrant, vibrantly and brightly. And so, um, but it is essential that we know um, people are never our enemy. So that perspective has to be in us um, it's important that we posture ourselves according to our identity in Christ. Luke 10 19 says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Okay, so this is the truth of Christ. We have to get the word of God in our lives. We cannot, we can no longer be a biblically illiterate generation. We have to value the word of God because it is essential for us to stand in what is coming. We have to know the truth that sets us free. There's so many weird philosophies and people believe in weird things, but we have the word of God that never changes and is a, needs to be our, our foundation and our root. We cannot do anything opposing the word of God in our lives. And so really important to have um, embrace the perspective of heaven posture ourselves according to the authority we have in christ and there's plenty of ways to prepare i'm not going to get into that fasting is one of them um, my last book on fasting for fire will help you prepare so in times of peace that you can actually do things to prepare your spirit so when the war comes or oppression comes or attack comes that you will know how to respond you can do declarations you can memorize scripture um, you can soak in the presence of god develop healthy connections um, in the in the low times, in the times where there's peace, that's the time to build your spirit. That's the time to exercise regularly. You don't exercise right before a race. You know, you don't train right before a race. The Navy SEALs don't train right before a battle. They've been training their mind and their heart and their body and their emotions for years and years and years. And so um, in the times where we're not on the front lines in, in the battle, um, that's a time to build our spirits. And there's so many other things on that. Um, Matthew 25, be full of the oil, probably the oil of intimacy and the Holy Spirit is one of the most important things. Um, but embrace the perspective of heaven is really important. Um, weaponry and armory. Um, we live in the world. We do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power To demolish strongholds, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Wow! So it's really important we have the perspective of heaven as we engage with people, as we engage with the world events, because that is going to shift the way that we respond, the way that we act, the way that we partner with heaven. And so it is essential that we know authority and we know the weapons we use. And, uh, and we have power in Christ to do these things. All right. Um, obviously, put on the armor of God. That's really important. We already mentioned that. Um, put it on daily if you can. And be vigilant to steer peace. Okay, so people don't realize, a lot of people don't realize, like one of really powerful weapon, it's kind of like undercovers, peace. People don't realize how powerful the weapon of pieces. It dismantles chaos. If you have ever been struggling with anxiety or torment in your thoughts or your minds or just anything else, and some and a man or woman of peace walks in the room or prays for you, like you can feel their atmosphere shift to something in your heart. It it dismantles the chaos. So peace is actually a violent act, if you can believe that. There's something violent about peace. Jesus stills the storms, right? Um, He's, you know, you may be in a storm right now. I think the world's in a storm right now. Um, But in the midst of the storm is when the impossible happens. So look for the impossible. Ask ask the Lord, what is he really doing in the midst of a personal storm or in the midst of what's happening in the world right now? And ask where Jesus is, right? Make sure we keep our eyes upon Jesus. But Jesus has the power to still a storm in a moment. And we have that authority as well. If anyone's struggling with anxiety, um, here's here's a great verse. I know it's easy when the enemy um, messes with our families, messes with us, messes with the world that we can. I know for me, my mind spins out sometimes and I'm like, oh, I got to take these thoughts captive. It's challenging, but I'll meditate on Philippians four because this is like a simple act of obedience, right? It says, don't be anxious. So if I'm struggling with anxiety, I don't want to say this as a blanket because I know it's real, but it says, do not be anxious about anything. So what if I walked in obedience and instead of being anxious about anything, I just follow the directions in this verse to apply to my life. So I'm anxious about something, right? So I'm not going to be anxious. I'm going to rejoice. And in every situation, I'm going to pray. I'm going to give my request to God and I'm going to thank him, not thank him for the bad thing that's happening, but I'm going to thank him that he's overall and he's turning everything around for good. Romans eight, he's going to turn it around in my favor. And give my request to God. And look, the peace which transcends all understanding, the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard my heart and my mind, put on the helmet, helmet of salvation. You know, um, there is something, there's a war battlefield of our minds. And this is one way to walk in peace. And I won't get into it a, a lot here, but if you realize, like, there's something powerful about worshiping and stewarding peace. Um, the Moravians back in the day were on a boat going to America's missionaries. And in the midst of the storm, you know, everyone else is afraid for their life, but they're worshiping God. They're praising God in the midst of the storm. They're walking in peace. And then this British man, John Wesley, sees that and he's like, how are they full of peace and worshiping God in a storm when I'm afraid for my life? And it shifted something in him and it realized they had something he didn't have. Long story short, it actually helped catalyze John Wesley to help found the Methodist movement and the Great Awakening by people stewarding peace. So as there's a storm going on in the world right now, we don't know who's watching, but we need to continue to posture ourselves to worship and have the right perspective because we don't, who knows if someone's watching how you're responding in this crisis, and actually that's going to catalyze the next John Wesley or the next revivalist. Come on. I think that's powerful. Praise God during the storm. Oh, this is one of my most favorite stories in the Bible. Um, It's second Chronicles and it's actually 20. Um, This is the wrong verse it's 2022 but the whole chapter in second chronicles is about jehoshaphat there he gets news that the largest army that's ever been existed is going to attack him And he responds by humbling himself, praying and fasting and calling even the kids, everyone in the, everyone in their city, like together to seek the Lord. And as they're seeking the Lord, God raises up a prophetic voice to speak. And said, this is not your battle. This is the Lord's, but you still need to put on your armor and go out to war. And he, he receives that prophetic word. And it talks about, you know, honor God and you'll, you'll do good, but honor the prophets and listen to them and you'll succeed. And so there's something about hearing the voice of God, but also the prophetic voices in our lives but he sent out the worshipers right so he sent out worshipers in the front lines to um to fight this battle here comes the biggest war he's ever experienced in his entire life i just got to read this so he sends out uh he fell down to worship the lord and the levites step up and they praise god with a loud voice and then um he appoints people This is his battle, his strategy for battle. The biggest army in the world is about to attack him. And he has no hope but God. And he runs to God first, which is his refuge, which is really important. And he appoints people to sing and praise the Lord for the splendor of his holiness. And they went in the head of the army singing, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. So the people on the front line are the worshipers. He puts the most vulnerable in the front lines. Crazy, right? But he's like, I'm going to lead this battle. I'm going to step into the situation, the circumstance by praising God because God never changes. No matter what happens with my circumstance, God never changes. And if we can learn how to worship God in every storm, regardless of if we have no money, if we're a billionaire, like if we can learn to worship God because he never changes, it will shift something in our life. And then as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set up ambushes against all the men. And I think it took like three or four days for them to collect all the spoils because God was moving and he gave them this massive victory. When they got up to the top of the hill, they looked at the army and they were all dead. The Lord brought um, victory a completely different way as they were worshiping. Um, So it is just imperative that we set our hearts um, into praise. When the battle gets tough, when there's conflict, when there's confusion, when there is stuff you don't understand, when, you know, when there's war, when there's crisis, when you just feel like depression, whatever, if we can train our hearts and our lives to choose to praise God, whether we feel like it or not, it will shift things. I promise you. I remember a very long time ago, around 2012, um, in a very hard time in my personal life where I didn't have a car, I didn't have a job, I didn't have breakthrough, falling my heart, I ended up going to the lake, um, borrowing a car, going to a lake and just worshiping God and seeking his face. I wasn't at that point necessarily um, seeking him for answers. I just knew that if Jesus is the way, the truth and the life, then he would be the way through my storm. But I just developed this heart posture of like, okay, I don't know where else to go, but I'm gonna go to Jesus. And I'm going to learn to worship him and praise him because he never changes. And it was, it's just amazing what the Lord did in my life. And I I really believe that year, 2012, was when he really formed this thing inside of me, this um, relentlessness of no matter what's happening, I'm going to worship you and I'm going to trust you. And I think that is powerful. That will enable us and help us to stand when things shake. Obviously, pray always. I mentioned this earlier. Uh, you have a praying church, and Peter was saved. You have a few verses before that um, in Acts chapter 12, where there you don't hear of a praying church, and James is beheaded, and he's killed, and he's murdered. So prayer works. Um, some of you maybe not be able to be on the front lines or help people in person. Um, Some of you are. That's amazing. We need to pray for them. But we can pray. We can pray for the believers. We can pray for the vulnerable. We can pray for protection. And I'm going to give you a few strategies on how to do that um, as we go. But prayer obviously is important. Uh, First Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If we can train ourselves to give thanks, not for the circumstances, because some are really bad, but we can give God thanks for all circumstances, knowing that he turns everything around for the good, um, we can actually be victorious and rise above every storm. Just practically, when something's coming against you, ask the, ask the Holy Spirit what's going on. And when he shows you what it is, begin to go in the opposite spirit. That's simple. That's a practical tool that you can use anytime you're faced with something. Um, If you feel hatred coming at you, then respond in love. If you feel distracted, um, begin to focus on Jesus, you know, and and really um, turn your affection towards him. If you feel anxiety, turn to peace because peace has the power to dismantle chaos and bring order. Um, we just talked about worship has the power to dismantle oppression and shift the atmosphere. Intercession has the power to dismantle terror and to literally save lives. Courage. Whenever fear comes in the room or fear comes in your life, usually it's because there's a powerful prophetic act or action God is leading you to do and the enemy wants to intimidate you. So always just be, be aware of what's coming against you and then go on the opposite spirit and you'll see a lot of breakthrough. All right. Prayer targets. Okay, how can we pray right now um, in the midst of challenging circumstances we're facing in the midst of war, in the midst of wanting to help, and maybe we're not able to go on the front lines? Please, um, there are incredible people, literally, um, and, uh, and it's not just for the war in Ukraine, um, but in general, there's lots of wars happening, um, spiritual wars around the world, but th- these are areas that we can pray. Um, as believers we can also give Um, giving's not on here but giving is also a powerful weapon we can use to dismantle the enemy so find people you believe in and who are actually there on the front lines make sure to pray for them but also give but for those who can't be there um, in times in these times these are some practical things you can do uh, as prayer targets so one pray for your leaders Um, pray for pray for leaders protection right we need to pray and cover our leaders. Pray that they hear the voice of the Lord. Pray that they're surrounded with healthy people. Ask the Holy Spirit how to pray for them. Um, pray for the boldness and strength over believers, especially if for those in danger, the persecuted church, those in, in the midst of a war. Pray, let's pray for strength and, and supernatural energy and strength infused, I think, Ephesians 3 prayer. Look at the apostolic prayers in the Bible and declare those over those who need it. Pray the Lord's Prayer literally declare that over people in need. Um, pray protection. So this is, a, this is really important, um, especially during this time um, when there are people in danger. Uh, we can declare Psalm 91 over people on the front lines. We can literally just read it and declare it over those people. Zechariah 2, pray for a wall of fire to surround them. That God would protect them, declare the blood of Jesus over them to cover them, that they would be hidden from every enemy scheme, every attack of the enemy, declare Isaiah 54, 17, that no weapon formed against them will prosper. These are practical, strategic, targeted prayers that we can partner with heaven to add um dispatch angels right I didn't touch on that at all but it's it's in the full teaching um, we can partner with the angels and say God send your armies of angels to protect these people we can pray for supernatural deliverance of the enemy we saw that from Paul uh, from Peter in prison pray for Saul the Paul conversion so we can even pray for our enemies even those that are evil and partnering with Satan and doing horrific things. Why don't we pray, let's target the enemy right at his heartbeat and say, okay, God, these people are doing horrible things. Would you bring a Saul to Paul conversion? Would you bring a radical encounter? I always pray for people's dreams, for their sleep. God can encounter them in that. He can be the man of white. He can blind them. So we can actually pray for the enemy um, that God would convert them and would would mark them and turn their hearts um, towards him. Pray for confusion over the enemy, over their plans, over their strategies, over their attacks. Pray prophetic prayers, like we heard from Reese House. Ask the Holy Spirit, what are you doing? How can I pray? And then just move where the Holy Spirit is moving. Um, This is the full teaching. I'm not going to do all right now, but just give you a little points um, on what I I skipped over, and they're all P's, which is kind of fun. But training, we need to have embrace the perspective of heaven. We need to walk in our authority, posture ourselves to our authority in Christ. We need to train ourselves to be ready in and out of season. We need to put on the armor of Christ. We need to be vigilant to steward peace. Pray always. Praise God during the battle. Praise and worship is probably one of the the most powerful weapons to dismantle the enemy, in my opinion, from my personal experiences. Uh, We didn't talk about creativity, but creativity is powerful to dismantle um, evil as well. And I could do a whole separate teaching on that. When you sing a song, when you paint, when you dance, when you do whatever you're born to do creatively, literally something is actually being released in the heavens and can tear down Zechariah chapter one, verse 18 and 20 talks about the craftsmen have been raised up to terrify and throw down the horns who lifted their heads up against Judah. And there's more verses on that, but, um, we can be creative, be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, declare the name of Jesus, declare the blood of Jesus over people. Um, strategies, listen to the prophetic voices in our life, right? Um, listen, that's what we we heard in 2 Chronicles um, chapter 20, got through a prophetic word, God brought victory to a whole nation. So listen to the ones that God's brought in your life that are speaking, um, partner with the body of Christ in prayer and intercession, but also Realize we have an army of angels. We have a cloud of witnesses, Hebrews 12, sharing us on, but we also have armies of angels that want to partner with us. And so don't forget to invite them to pray and partner and to do the work of the kingdom alongside of you. Exodus 33, don't do anything without the presence of God. Um, Moses wasn't going to take on his enemies, even with angels sent with him. He did not want to go anywhere without the presence of God and God's glory overshadowed him. And God went with him because he was a friend of God. Stay focused on the goal, don't get distracted. And Nehemiah people were bringing accusations, trying to manipulate, trying to intimidate. And they said, We're called to build this wall, and we're going to build with one hand and put a sword in the other hand. And we're going to continue doing what God's called us to do. Stay in your lane, guys. There's so many things that could distract us. Like if there's a smoke screen right now, if there's another issue in someone's life or someone around you, it might be easy. Like for me, I want to get involved. I want to be a hero. I want to take on everyone's battle, but stay in your lane and do the battles God set before you because the enemy will want to distract you. So stay in your lane, stay focused on the goal God's put in front of you. Do everything in love. First Corinthians 13. Um, We need to walk in love. We can lay down our life for the kingdom as a martyr, but if it's not done in love, it means nothing. So make sure we're walking in love. Pray strategically during times of crisis, go in the opposite spirit, And if you forget all these things, just remember to war, worship at all costs, at all times, Um, be more extreme and passionate in your worship than ever before. When the oppression comes, know your authority to walk in Christ and pray strategic prayers and then respond to the leading of the Holy spirit. And you'll be good to go. So. Hopefully this was helpful. This was kind of a quick teaching on a lot of content, but I just feel like we need to be equipped for what God's doing. I want to pray. God, I just thank you for every single person that is here and is watching and has made it this far. And I just pray for a fresh anointing and a fresh fire to fall upon them. Um, to to know how to pray and partner with heaven for such a time as this, Lord, I thank you. It is powerful when two or more are gathered, you hear their prayers. Lord, I thank you that there is uh, an anointing upon the body of Christ that's increasing to actually dismantle strongholds and to actually bring peace in the midst of war. And so, Lord, I pray that you would sharpen us um, in knowing how to pray, how to position ourselves, how to do prophetic acts, how, what to do in these times to bring your kingdom for such a time as this. So Lord, I thank you for everything that was released. I pray that you'd seal it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you guys for joining and investing time in your busy day to be equipped more um, in how to partner with heaven during times of crisis and prepare for work. If you want more information about School Revival, check out schoolrevivalfire.com.